Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Boom! <laughs> drinkers! We are back. And it is week three of the NFL season. We're recording this on September 20th. At 8.13 p.m. Central, 9.13 Eastern. Uh, I don't know why I get that. I don't know why I get that specific, but you know, I just want to inform the audience where our, where we're at in our state of mind during the week when we're recording this. So in case they listen to it on Friday or Saturday, just know this is recorded on a Wednesday night. But anyways, we are here to preview week three, where the Lions will be hosting the Atlanta Falcons, the undefeated Atlanta Falcons coming into Detroit. And we are going to be Given our predictions, our roar of the week, uh, and breaking down that whole matchup, the injury report, and all that good stuff. But before we do, let's introduce the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. So I'm Big Z. Let's get to the rest. We got UJ. Hey, everybody. And Connor. What up? Hey. Lions fans. So uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining. Thank you, listeners, for joining into the podcast uh, here today. Uh, and we hope that everybody has, you know, enjoyed the last few days as much as you can you know coming off a loss is always tough it's a really tough monday i don't know about you is it a tough monday for you guys after a lion's loss it was it's it's tough to get out of bed like you like you actually played in the game yourself i felt like so certain that we were gonna have a relatively dominating victory so it was very humbling waking up monday morning for me yeah it's tough being a kool-aid drinker you know because we're eternally optimistic about our lions you know and then right and when you're let down like that, it's just horrible. You know, I wish I could be like one of those fans sometimes that just, you know, has that sort of skeptical fandom, you know, just doesn't expect much. And then the surprise when it happens, I, I expect a lot and I'm very disappointed when it doesn't happen. So, yeah, it was it was disappointing. Tough couple of days. I couldn't even read read Lions news for a couple. Of it's days. tough. It, was, it, it was is just, tough. I don't watch. It was really hard. <laughs> I don't watch the highlight shows when the Lions lose. Uh, unless I think they've been wronged by the referees, then I want to hear everybody complaining and making sure that the complaints are being heard. Uh, <laughs> but that's the only instance. Like when that's like when the Seahawks bad the ball out of bounds on Monday Night Football. Like uh, <laughs> the refs are clearly wrong. You mean like that holding call and Hutch uh, that they didn't call? Ah, uh, you know, <laughs> me and Ru- me and Rud Dog touch on that uh, in the Instant Reaction podcast on Sunday, and was it bad? Yes, uh, yeah. but there's a lot worse calls that have been uh, missed in Lions lore and just the NFL in yeah. general. And I, yeah. I mean, honestly, if they called that, they're still getting in the end zone. Yeah, the way it was going, <laughs> the Seahawks, the Seahawks win that game either way. Right, and and in a way, I, I think Hutch uh, missed an opportunity. Uh, like he got held, but that was after he kind of already lost his contain of the quarterback too. Um, so I don't know, but. But like you said, it, it it didn't impact the outcome of the game. And I think that's why no. people aren't too, too upset about it. Uh, but the Lions did have a lot of news on the injury front this week. Uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson uh, oh. didn't wear a thick enough ski mask or a protective enough one. I don't know <laughs> what it was, but uh, tore his pec during the game. 
And he's on IR. Um, maybe he comes back at the end of the season. Uh, most of the time, a torn pec is a season-long injury. Uh, so it's not looking good for him. Uh, James Houston broke his leg. He will be out for the year. Um, and, and we've already talked about Pascal being on IR. Aqua- Julian Aquara, uh, for some reason, is on IR. It's undisclosed why. Um, so t- tough blow, but C- for CJ, GJ, uh, who, how, I mean, it's time for Tracy Walker to step up. In that Tracy regard, time. Right? Absolutely. Tracy Walker. It's Tracy time, time. Absolutely. And it's nearly a year uh, this week uh, when he tore his Achilles. So he, he's this is his one year anniversary this week, and he's been put right back in the starting role. I mean, the Lions are paying him like a starting safety. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's time for him to show up. And he's going to be motivated. Yeah, there shouldn't be much of a drop off, really, theoretically, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, and I mean, that, that tests our safety depth a little more than we'd like this early in the season. And it's, it stinks because uh, Gardner Johnson, yeah, he had the penalty, but I mean, he still was a huge playmaker the first two weeks of the season for us. So losing that, um, it stinks. It definitely stings uh, because he's a playmaker out there, led the NFL or. He's top three in interceptions last year. I can't remember if he led the NFL off the top of my head. But um, either way, super impactful player. A leader in the locker room as well. Uh, so, I, I mean, he'll be around for that stuff. But just not having on the field and that energy that he brought is going to really, uh, you know, that's going to be a challenge for somebody else to fill that void. And who, who do you think fills the energy void, at least? Well, is it Tracy Walker? Is it somebody else? Uh, Kirby Joseph is my guess. Kirby Joseph. All right. Yeah, Kirby Joseph. All right, I like it. I don't know. The stuff we've read and things, you know, coming into the season, it seems like he was really just really uh, feeding off of CJGJ a lot. And, uh, and I think he's going to try to emulate that kind of uh, energy. So that, that's I know he's only his second year, but uh, I, I see him being kind of that guy to do that. Definitely. And uh, speaking of him, he did not practice uh, uh, today. Uh, I think that's more precautionary. I think. He should be good to go. Uh, there's some other questionable ones. Amon Ross St. Brown has a toe injury. They put a steel plate in his cleat uh, the other day. <laughs> so, I mean, that suggests a possible turf toe injury, which means this probably is not going to go away <laughs> for the rest of the season. Turf toe wow. is usually a pretty lingering thing for an entire season once you have it. Uh, so that kind of stinks. Uh, they'll probably just maybe give him a, a good shot or something in the foot before the game. Although the shot's a little harder in the foot than like. Uh, leg or that sounds arm. painful you got those veins and stuff yeah. popping out Ugh. so hopefully it does, i mean cutting and all that stuff is like key to his game so i hope it doesn't affect him in that way um but i, I guess he plays because he's a, he's a tough dude um and ter- like like i said that turf toe this week or next week or the following it's gonna feel about the same no matter what so it's just somebody he's had to learn probably to play with throughout the season. Kind of like how Frank Ragnow is dealing with the foot thing that doesn't that can't go away. I don't know if this is quite the same, but uh, that's a sucky injury. Emmanuel Mosley uh, still working on his hamstring and his knee. <laughs> he's got like the double uh, injury report right now. I hope we can see him out there because uh, I don't know if you got. Uh, I mean, you guys weren't on the instant reaction pod, but Jerry Jacobs. Uh, He's having a rough go of it Did a little bit good. so far. Yeah, yeah, he is. So I think we need Mosley a lot, but I mean, part of that goes back to what we discussed a lot on the pod, which was pass rush. We need a pass rush in any way possible. Yeah. Uh, 
Big V. It's, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Connor. Oh, no. I, if you're moving on, that's fine. I, I was just... Yeah, I don't, I'd like to comment it's, on it's the so pass, frustrating. pass rush, though. I've, I feel like they're really failing to contain on, like, every play. Like, you'll see some sick spin move, but then the quarterback will break free, or they're leaving these gapping run lanes. And, like, a lot of players are losing one-on-one battles, it feels like. It's just... I don't know if it's a scheme thing or what, but that is the biggest concern with me with this defense right now is the pass rush. And I yeah. assume you guys would agree with that. I do agree with that. And, uh... I don't know. It seems like they're trying so hard to keep a disciplined contain that they're taking away some of their just aggressiveness toward the quarterback. And, uh, and while doing that, they're still letting them slip out anyway. So why not? Why can't we just be a little more aggressive toward the quarterback and, uh, you know, take our chances that way. Uh, I mean, I mean, you watch them rush and they're all like beautiful in formation, you know, closing that pocket slowly, but surely. And he still finds a way to slip out. Why not just pin your ears back and let's see what these guys can do, you know? I think they're they're a little too under control. You know what I mean? Right. And, the, I mean, the Lions are going to have another mobile quarterback to face this week and Desmond Ritter, so it's not going to be any easier in that regard. No. Uh, not like a Mac Jones or something like that back there. <laughs> um, they will run it with their quarterback uh, fairly often. He has 11 carries for 38 yards this year, um, but especially in the red zone, they'll use him a lot. Um, but we'll get all that in a moment. Uh, the rest of the injury report, uh, Taylor Decker still has his ankle issue. Let's hope we get him back out there uh, so we can move so we can move Sewell back to the right side. I, I think Sewell still had a little, you know, I mean, he just hasn't played a lot of left tackle in the NFL. Uh, so he had a little bit of ups and downs in that game. Uh, I mean, he's still a solid yeah. tackle by all means, but he, especially in the run game. But uh, Big V still hurts undisclosed uh, his injury. A little bit. I don't know if we'll see him, but we're, I don't think we're losing sleep over that one necessarily because we have Glasgow there for now. Um, although Big V has been, he's been pretty. This is one of his better years so far that we've seen out of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like him to be healthy just for depth reasons. Right. Like, yeah. It feels like everyone's going down right now. Yeah. Throughout the NFL. Throughout the NFL. Uh, hey, we got Skipper back, up for Nick man. Chubb. <laughs> we got Skipper back, so we're good. I was just curious if I can. Ask a brief side question. Oh. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers thing kind of uh, brought it up, uh, and all these injuries are happening. Are you guys in favor of all grass? Yes. For oh, yeah, definitely. Yes, I'm absolutely in favor of that. Absolutely. I, I think so, too. I don't know why the NFL drags their feet on it. The Lions cannot do it in a dome, though. It's not like in the Arizona think... Cardinals where they can roll it out in the sun and, and all that stuff. The Lions play in the winter when the grass doesn't no, you grow. You just get a big, giant fucking can opener and you open that thing up. and let. The... I'm sure they could figure it out. They could <laughs> figure it out. I mean, the, it's the Lions turf is the same one that the MetLife uses. Uh, so, And the NFL claims that there is no data to support there's more injuries on that type of turf than grass. I don't know because when I was in college, uh, you know, I don't know if this is the same kind of turf, but we got artificial turf of some sort. I don't know the 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 you know the type necessarily, but either way, we had grass the first two years, no Achilles injuries. We got um, the new turf the first year, three Achilles injuries during training camp. Uh, suck for those guys. And it's just like like you saw, like the, it's like a rubber band snapping on your calf, and it just sucks. Uh, so, yes, yeah. long answer to say very much in favor of the grass over the turf. Uh, it's just more uh-huh. natural, which makes sense. 
makes it more fun. Uh, they get dirty and muddy and stuff. It's having said that, Nick it, Chubb it, it, was on grass uh, and oh. it did not do him any favors, regardless of the uh, it could have been cement. I was yeah. told not to watch the slow mo of the Chubb injury, but I well, did. when you're told not and to do something, you do it. So now I feel like I have phantom legs in my pain. Oh, like, like, I like man, prayers up to him because yeah. that was yeah extremely. Ugly. I don't know. If, yeah, it was very yeah. Ugly. Uh, and it, it, it's like a Monday night curse, I guess. It was like Aaron Rodgers. Now it's Chubb. Um, I think there was one last year too at the end of the season. Someone got hurt pretty good. Uh, they're mentioning him, but anyways. Uh, yeah. The other big one is David Montgomery, who after the game said he might miss a couple weeks. That was him talking in the locker room. Uh, then Dan Campbell said, well, I don't know about that. We'll see how it is day to day. And that's what he's listed as day to day right now. Uh, so I think he's going to play. It sounds like he just got hit pretty good in the thigh and he's just worked like a little tight there uh, in his thigh. Like that's Charlie what ice is for. Right, UJ, that's what you were saying. Charlie Horse. Yeah. Um, that's what I thought it was, yeah. So I, I mean, if you guys had to predict right now, if you guys had to predict right now, uh, does David Montgomery play? Because I need him for fantasy reasons to play. <laughs> uh, yes, but I think he's going to be limited. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be driving like he was the week before. Yeah, and he was cooking too. He was cooking until he got hurt right yeah, there. I mean, he had the fumble, but after that, he came back with a vengeance. Uh, and he was looking like I don't know the why. best he has since he joined the Lions. But I mean. I'm thinking with the way Campbell thinks, uh, they're going to try not to play him. You know, they'll put Reynolds in there, and and, and, (sighs) Reynolds is uninspiring uh, in his performance uh, in that game. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just saying, I I think he tends to lean toward the being careful with injuries and stuff like that, and uh, it's a long season and such. If 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 Montgomery's not ready to go fully, then I my just my gut tells me that he, he might hold him out another game. So. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong on yeah. that because I would like to see him play. I wonder what they do with Gibbs. I feel like they were like afraid to use Gibbs after Montgomery got hurt. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Gibbs, still, Gibbs needs to just like have a little more patience. I feel like he has the speed to cut through these holes. Uh, he just needs to like let the hole develop a little more. If you go back and watch film, it's just uh, I just want a little more of that feel and that instinct. Uh, because he obviously has the speed and the acceleration to get through these things. Uh, I think he's just trying to still get his feet wet. Uh, he's averaging two yards, a little 2.3 yards a carry, which is very bad uh, right now. <laughs> but that's yeah. only through two games and a limited, uh, you know, limited carry so far. But I mean, do, do you guys yeah. see 15 carries for Gibbs in this game? Do you think? Uh, I think so, just because of the Montgomery yeah. injury. Yeah. And we're going against Bijan, who is like, the other big running back from the class who looks amazing. Um, oh, we'll get to him in a moment, Connor. We'll see. We'll get to him in a moment. But uh, from the Falcons' perspective, nobody's on their injury list. Jeff Okuda's back fully practicing. Troy Anderson, uh, who UJ and Red Dog liked a lot in the draft last year. Yeah. Uh, that's that guy that played like both ways at I think like yeah. Tana or something like that. Um, he's actually a really good linebacker for them, too. Yeah, really? Uh, he's really good? Did you say? Yes, oh, he's he's, okay. he's produced Good. really well. Um, so they they are uh, they're ready to go. The Lions are definitely hurting a lot more than the Falcons and the undefeated Falcons who came back against the Packers at home last week. Uh, really turned it on in the second half. Um, they just grind them down really. Uh, and I, I, let's get into now previewing this game. So the Lions opened as four and a half point favorites. Now that's down to three and a half. Uh, this game is at home. 
It's a one o'clock Eastern noon kickoff in Detroit. Um, and the one one Lions do not want to go under 500. Uh, and it's going to be a tough opponent. The Falcons are vastly improved on defense and they have a, just a super dynamic running game. They're averaging five, 4.8 yards of carry right now. Uh, and Bijan Robinson leads away. He had a hundred, I think 24 yards last week. Uh, Tyler Algier is a great backup running back as well. And then you have a mobile quarterback in Ritter. Um, and that doesn't include Cordell Patterson, who's kind of like a jack of all trades uh, for them receiving. But they have Drake London receiving, Kyle Pitts. Uh, they're, they're loaded receivers. They don't really use receivers at all, compared considering how loaded they are talent wise. There, um, it's kind of amazing how how they operate. Um, and then yeah. the defensive side, Jesse Bates is a safety from the Bengals. Uh, who who um, he, he was a free agent from the Bengals. Uh, they have Trey Flowers, a cornerback. That's somebody that can be exposed. Troy Anderson. As I mentioned, AJ Terrell is a really good cornerback on the outside. Uh, but let, let, right now, let's focus on the Lions' defense. UJ, how is the Lions' defense going to move from last week to this week against this Falcons team? What What are we going to do uh, schematically to change our performance? Well, I think the key to this for the Lions is you got to stop the run, and uh, I'm not sure how they're going to do it. But they they got to take a long, hard look at themselves after that last game and uh, and make some adjustments. But uh, I think we really got to slow down Bijan Robinson in that run game uh, to have a chance. I, I'm not as worried about Ritter passing the ball. Yeah. It's really that run game, and uh, and like you said, it wore it wore the Packers down last week. It could do the same to us, you know, if, if we're on the field too long. So we we got to shut down that run, run, get into get them into long third down situations, you know, and trust our defense uh, to stop them on third down. Uh, I I'd like to see our secondary go back to more man defense. Uh, we seem to be going toward more zone lately. I I don't know. I, I kind of like the man to man. Yeah, it's surprising. Uh, really, I know. I mean, I know. Uh, and with Ritter, you know, inexperienced quarterback, uh, we got a chance to maybe expose him a little bit if we're smart. But definitely, the key is going to be uh, slowing that run game down. I <laughs> and after watching yeah. this last week, uh, I have my doubts on it, but. I think they're I mean, going to make some. They're going to make some adjustments this week, and uh, we'll see a, a vast improvement there. The, the Lions for the first two weeks of the season have been great defending the run, but but having said that, they're both pass heavy teams that we went against in the Seahawks and the Chiefs. This is the opposite. This is a run first team. A lot of con, a lot of different concepts that they'll throw at the Lions. Uh, I mean, they have three hundred forty one yards rushing, three hundred fifty two passing, um, but. But I mean, this is—they are looking to run first, no matter what. Uh, as I mentioned, they have like Drake London and Kyle Pitts, uh, and they're heavily underutilized uh, considering their talent level. I, I mean, Bijan Robinson is leading the team in receptions uh, by four receptions, uh, hmm. which probably shouldn't be happening with that type of talent on this That's team. That's insane. Um, but I mean, Connor, do you agree with you, Jay, uh, about the? I mean, what, what are you looking for the Lions' defense here, right out of the gate? A hundred percent. If you can close running gaps and force Desmond Ritter to throw, I I think I even with our injuries, I I like our secondary and man to to force him to maybe make some mistakes and generate some turnovers. Um, I am a little concerned after last week, but I do think the Lions will make adjustments. And Dan Campbell today was all fired up. He's like, "We're in the mud. This is where we should be." Like, I don't know. It got me fired up again. So <laughs> I, I think they're gonna do it. Um, yeah, they got their humble pie, right? That's what he said after the game on the other day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think they'll get it done, but I think it's going to be a close battle. 
Yeah, and I, I kind of agree with what UJ was saying in terms of I, I want to see the Lions load the box here, rely on man coverage, um, and let Desmond Ritter let Desmond Ritter try to beat you. I uh because these this this offensive line of the Falcons and this running back field uh is absolutely loaded. And I sent you guys the clip of Bijan, uh this run that he had against the Packers. It's one of many, but uh yeah. just one I wanted to highlight where his cut and his acceleration, like at the same time, is just it's outrageous. Uh, the man he gets upfield in a hurry, uh, and he just has great instinct, and that's why he was a top ten draft pick. Uh, he is really tough to defend. I want that's why I think I want to see one extra guy in the box at least, uh, and the, at least to start the game, like feel the waters, see if Ritter's feeling it or not, throwing the ball. I guess make your adjustments after that. Um, but even if you give up a touchdown to start, if that's the way you got to start, uh, just to get a feel to see if Ritter can beat your defense one on one coverage on the outside, uh, I'm fine with that because <laughs> you got to shut down this run first. And they've done it successfully the first two weeks, like I mentioned, uh, but at a cost because Lions <laughs> can't defend the pass to save their life. And I would love to see the Falcons try uh, because I don't think they're as good as the Seahawks or the uh, the Chiefs throwing the ball. Yeah, I'd like to add one more personal observation on the linebacking. Uh, I love you know, it. We were all hyped up about the linebacking this year with the, the addition of Campbell and such. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've been inconsistent, and uh, and I still think they're looking for the right combination out there, and it's not always working. There were times I really thought we should have had Campbell in that game instead of Barnes, especially in pass mm. protection. Uh, I think Rodrigo's great against the run, which I think we'll see more of him this week. But uh, I'm I'm really confused sometimes on the combinations they put out there, and uh, I mean I thought Barnes had a great game. I don't think he was a problem last week. You didn't, did you? I thought, he, I only thought he, up, he only gave up nine yards receiving in his defense. No, nah, you might be he right. He was not the problem. Rodrigo and Anzalone gave up like 70, 80 yards, and which is a unfortunately yeah. a slightly recurring theme we've seen with, with <laughs> yeah. covering tight ends. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm slightly off base on that, but it's just kind of my own personal observation. So I don't know. I don't. I don't have all the stats in front of me, but uh, I've loved what we've seen out of Barnes. He he, he looks vastly improved, at, at least from yeah, last year. I like uh, Barnes. The Lions' faith in him seems to seem to be paying off. I mean, we still got a full season to go here, um, but he definitely looks vastly improved over last year at the very least. But yes, I would like to see more Campbell too. Probably more Campbell than less Rodrigo. Uh, he's just Rodrigo's challenged size wise. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> he is. can't help he it. Is. You know, he's he is who he is. I love him. Um, he's just stood against the run though he really is yeah and maybe that's why we'll see him more this week uh, because of that what we do need is a step up from the interior defensive line Aleem mcneil put an arm on any defender that is holding the ball i swear i feel like i haven't noticed Aleem at all this season so far it's like he's just i noticed him getting uh, losing one-on-one battles with the guard uh yeah and pass right yeah I meant in the aspect of making something good happen. But yes, I agree with you. <laughs> we could really use a good game out of him this week. Absolutely. This, uh, do you man, think do you're three with him? Do you think we see Bugs or uh, Broderick Martin? Yeah. I hope we see Broderick. I mean, what he was a relatively high draft pick. Yeah, I, third rounder. I don't know. He he should be out there. Well, I'm I'm hoping somebody like I mean, Bugs seems to be waiting for his chance to prove himself, but uh, I think this would be a good week to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I, we don't know all the details, obviously. Like I thought Broderick Martin was having a great camp, and that was all the reporting, at least. Uh, 
that he looked really good in camp, was making a lot of plays. Um, I mean, blown off times, but you got to give the rookie a chance to grow. Um, but really, we need anybody up the middle to make a play. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care who it is. Uh, so even if they give up a big play, but come back and make like another TFL or something like that, then I'm I'm fine doing the chance. Uh, but we need somebody up the middle. Uh, Hutch can't do it all. Uh, I mean, no. Hutch did not have a great game last week. Uh, but he's the only like Charles Harris looking for you too. Uh, yeah. I'm looking you? for anybody else besides Hutch to step up. Uh, still waiting. I feel for like it. defenses know Hutch is like the only threat out there too. So it's like making it. Right. Ah, man. It's a major problem. It's a major problem. Well, and they know this. Uh, I mean, people are saying was losing Todd Wash, our defense alignment coach. Um, he went to the Browns to go work with Jim Schwartz. Uh, Todd Wash is the joint line defense line coach for the last couple of years, but he really grew Hutch. Uh, but anyways, uh, losing him, and uh, then you see Cleveland's defense. I mean, Cleveland's defense line, it's loaded talent-wise, so probably an easy job for him but either way they are playing very well uh the Lions defense line is not so i don't know if it's a coaching thing schematic thing aaron glenn wise oh connor i didn't mention while we're talking about defense i didn't mention our instant reaction pod you were calling for aaron glenn's head yet again as the offensive coordinator do you still stand by that now or have you cooled off after a couple of days well first of all big z i want to I want to thank you. I did deserve to be called out for that. <laughs> it was a heat of the moment thing, as you know, in our Lions chat. I know. Sometimes we say things. I don't want him to be fired now, but I'm a little frustrated with him sometimes, and I don't always think he's good at adapting to the personnel he has, and I don't think he's always great at making adjustments on the fly in the game. That's concerning in the aspect of, like, if you're making a deep playoff run, you need to do those things. I still like Aaron Glenn. I mean, week one was awesome on defensively. So yeah, he's one for two. You know, he could be two for three after this week. I was just frustrated. So I take it back. If you're asking me officially on the record, I, I take it back. All right. There I we go. Like That's what I want. Back. I just wanted it on the record one way or the other since I was speaking Thank for you, you the no, other I'm, day. I want you to speak for yourself. I'm glad. I hope our stenographer got that uh, written down <laughs> somewhere. So Definitely. Let's flip it to the other side of the ball. Um, the Lions offense. Uh, Amon Ra, hopefully he's in. If not, that adds an extra little wrinkle. And then David Montgomery, that adds a little extra wrinkle. And Big V, if he's out in Decker, uh, they have their challenges. But this is yeah. a this is a Falcons team that you can definitely score on. I mean, they went against the Panthers week one. That's really hard to judge. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched the Carolina Panthers first two weeks of this season. A little bit, yeah. Uh, it's not good. Bit. It is not good. Uh, that Panthers offense is atrocious. I don't know if you guys saw the video of Miles Sanders pushing uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young was lining up pre-snap, like reading the defense. Oh, yeah. He was and lining up behind the right the guard instead of the center, and the <laughs> running back had to push him over to get behind the center. <laughs> and I this, saw that, This is like yeah. in shotgun formation, but um, <laughs> it was still really funny. Um, Anyway, so I don't really judge them for that performance. Uh, Green Bay had their way with them for uh, like three quarters last week, really, uh, scoring 24 points, but then uh, Atlanta scored 21 unanswered in the second half uh, to respond. So if you want to talk about adjustments, uh, there's one for you there uh, in a positive way for the Falcons. But uh, and anyways, uh, thoughts on the offense going against this uh, Atlanta defense. And it, Jeff Acuna's returned to Detroit. Uh, so yeah, game for him. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't. Shouldn't be a revenge right. game. It was like I mean, he had every shot. Yeah. I, I want to first shout out Jared Goff, who I think had an incredible game last week. I know he had the pick six, but when you're doing one every 400 passes, I, I'm going to give him a pass. And it wasn't completely his fault either. Um, But I, I'm i stoked. I, I think Gibbs is going to have a good game. I think Laporta, who I got made fun of on the Chiefs pod saying Laporta was going to pop off, but Laporta looks like a beast out there. And I expect... Who made fun of you? We did? No, the, the Chiefs guys were like... Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a rookie tight end. He's gonna not do anything what a beast. this year. But he looks he's beastly. Yeah. So that's all I got. A tight end that can mm-hmm. catch the ball. A first round tight end I that know. can catch the ball. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Where's Eric Ebron? Find, find some wood around me here. Uh, so far, it's been great. Uh, but UJ, uh, yeah. Lions offense. Just your thoughts on kind of their their. Uh, it, how are they going to attack this defense of Atlanta? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, the running game's hampered if Montgomery doesn't play. I'd like to see Gibbs maybe out there in a receiving position once in a while, put him out, split him out, uh, do something like that. I think I think Goss can be relying on Laporta a lot in this game, and his tight ends in general might might be hitting both of them. But uh, I think Laporta's going to have a big game this week. Uh, I, I'm pretty confident in Goff and the way he's playing, so. I think he'll find his receivers. Uh, you know, I think it's be more about our passing game than our running game, though, in this game. To me, so so this one's kind of on Goff and his receivers to me, and I think they need to have okay. a good game. You know, who's getting a lot of love in fantasy circles now is uh, Josh Reynolds. He's finally getting a little bit of love. He's like on everybody's like, waiver it. wire, like top waiver wire pickups of the week. Uh, he's looked great the first two. He's years, earned it. He's earned weeks. every bit of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, so the biggest, uh, I don't think this is like a vaunted pass rush. You obviously, you obviously have Grady Jarrett on the inside, who's always um, inside, outside. They move him around a lot, but he's a beastly defense lineman that the Lions are going to have to keep an eye on for sure. Calais Campbell, uh, he's definitely on the older side now. Uh, but, I mean, if he wants to turn it on... <laughs> Late in the game, that's somebody you still have to pay attention to. Troy Anderson, UJ, he finally gets to watch a game with Troy Anderson playing. Unfortunately, he's in black and red and not yeah, silver yeah, and blue. Uh, but nonetheless, here he is. Um, AJ Terrell on the outside. Uh, he plays a lot of man coverage on the outside there. Uh, so the Lions can take advantage of that, I guess, if you will, um, in terms of mo- shift a lot of motion, pre-snap motion, uh, move him on Ross St. Brown around a lot. I, I would imagine that's who he would go against or no actually that changed my mind uh, i think uh josh reynolds is somebody that he's gonna kind of stick on uh throughout this game then you have akuda uh i don't know how much they're gonna get him in I mean, it'd be for his first game back uh trey flowers is somebody you could definitely attack so especially deep down the field uh that's where the packers had a lot of success last week a class i wouldn't be surprised to see the lines kind of do the old like deep pass but slightly underthrown the receiver uh, tries to come back for the ball to run into Trey Flowers for the pass interference uh, because I've seen that twice already this year against Trey Flowers. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lions try that one as well. It just has to be a slightly underthrown ball, slightly out of bounds. Like So it's uncatchable, so it's not a, in case you don't get the call, but, it, <laughs> but it's incomplete, I guess you don't, rather than a uh, possible interception like from a safety over top. But you got to make sure it's just man coverage. Uh, and the safety is not there to pick it off. So you got to pick the timing on those type of things. But 
definitely a play that's absolutely possible. Um, but a, a lot of these names, people probably don't know, like Richie Grant. Uh, but Jesse Bates is a name we should know, and that's somebody you got to pay attention to over the middle. Two interceptions already this year. Um, high price free agent. Uh, went to the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship with the Bengals the last couple of years. Uh, so that's somebody that they're absolutely going to have to defend with. Um, or that's that's the Falcons defense, uh, but definitely expect a lot of man coverage on the outside. Um, and I think they can have a pretty effective uh, run game, the Lions, in this one, because uh, the, the Packers, at least, were pretty effective. And the I believe the Panthers ran for over 100 yards against them as well. Um, but anyways, those are my thoughts. Um, did you guys have anything else to add before we get into our prediction segment? Okay. No, I... I think we're ready. All right. For prediction. So, okay. So, Lions well, hey, actually. Hey, hey, wait. Time out. Whoa. Time whoa. Out. Whoa. I think we just touch on uh, Campbell for one second here. Oh, okay. Let's touch uh, it. I know people have questioned a lot of his game time decisions and stuff, but then some mm. statistical thing out there, I don't know, came out and said Campbell's actually one of the best in game play callers <laughs> in the game. I don't, do you know the article I'm talking about, Big Z? I don't, but it makes sense because most of the analytics always say for go, go for it on fourth down. Yeah. What about that one where they could have had the field goal? Was that like a fourth and four where they could have kicked the yeah, field goal? Could have had like a forty-seven yard field goal attempt on that, I think. Mm. But uh, it's just interesting that the the statistical things say he's calling a great game. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> to the eye of the fan, he might question some of the calls. But uh, I just I mean, you like it, right, UJ? When he goes around the fourth down, I generally time. like it. I yeah, like it. I, I, I prefer love the it. aggression. I prefer the aggression. Absolutely. And a lot of yeah. A lot of coaches around the NFL respect it too, because it's also like the Lions. There's a lot of teams that don't have like a, an identity to them. And those are the teams that usually are lost. They're 500. They're under 500. Like the Bears, for instance. I wouldn't say that offense has any sort of identity whatsoever. That team doesn't have an identity. The Lions have an identity. Branch. They're going to be aggressive no matter what. They're going to onside kick when you don't expect it. They're going to run a fake punt when you don't expect it. And damn it, we're going to go for it on fourth down because we have confidence. In our approach to this game, and uh, and it also shows confidence in your. So I think somebody is arguing like the Lions are going for it because he doesn't have confidence in defense. No, it's he has confidence in his offense right. <laughs> to get the fourth down. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with the defense uh, because, and also because the analytics support going for it on fourth down. So yeah. Anyway, you know, um, thanks. Just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, no, that was great. I I, I love it. I love it. And I would expect him to do not change uh, at all, despite not going for that fourth down uh, on the Kansas City 40 in the first half of the first game of the season. Didn't understand that. Yeah, occasionally <laughs> he doesn't go for it. And I guess that's to make sure like we keep it unexpected. But sometimes I'm like, why are you suddenly not being aggressive? That's yeah, weird. yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. He's been doing a good job. Actually, before we get like to our predictions really quick, did you guys see on the Sunday night game how the Patriots were blocking field goals? I heard about it, yeah. Really I cool. It, so I, I wouldn't be surprised that. to see more people try to adopt that method. Basically, they had uh, the out. You, you, there's always that edge guy that runs around the blocks on the outside. Usually it's pretty unsuccessful, but the Patriots are trying to pretty much get a running start towards blocking the kick. And the one time he timed it up perfectly and he blocked it extremely easy. So I, I look forward to Lions trying that with somebody on this team. I don't know who yet, but uh, maybe it's like a Jacobs or something like that. Uh, go block. But anyways, I just want to point that out. I thought that was really cool. Uh, innovation from another coach outside of, of the Lions. But everybody steals from each other in the NFL. So 
So that's how it they goes. They want to point that out. Just like the music industry, it's all borrowing, stealing. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, UJ, Connor, yeah, are you ready? For what? I'm ready. For our prediction segments? Predictions? It's yeah. a prediction segment. The last week you guys said predictions, and I started with something else. Stop. So there's segments. But our first prediction segment is... Roar of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's Love a, it's, it. It's a little different each week. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go with that one for now. But our roar of the week. This is where we identify a player, any any special teams, offense, defense, whoever's going to have the most impact on this game for the Lions' eventual victory. So, Connor, who's your roar of the week? I'm going to go Laporta. Just continue gassing him up. I, I think he's going to catch two touchdowns in this game. Uh, and I think with Montgomery maybe being limited, Goff's going to look to air it out a little more. And I think we're going to see some amazing red zone plays from, from Sam. So he's my pick. Not my pick to click. Sorry. My roar of the week. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Connor. Uh, Get it right. I don't know why. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting used to it. We got our guest picker but, uh, here. He, what, he's my roar of the week. <laughs> I guess two touchdowns. Yeah, for getting it wrong. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, UJ, do you want to read uh, Red Dog's uh, roar? Yeah, his roar of the week is, uh, I believe, Laporta. Same as. Oh, Did you hear how Greg Olson was pronouncing his name? He was like really pronunciating the T during that game. Laporta. Like, Laporta. <laughs> like he really Laporta. like hit the T hard in his name. Anyways, mm. uh. Uh, but he has Laporta, right? And does he have how 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 many yards and stuff he's going for? Uh, he said he clicks for one twenty and two tutties. Woo! Connor, yeah. do you have a similar line on him? One hundred twenty and two touchdowns. I'm gonna say uh, eighty-seven yards. Oh, not eighty-six? Are you sure? Eighty-seven? Eighty-six uh, and a half. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those <laughs> like, but it's gonna round up to eighty-seven. All right, so, fair yeah, enough. Eighty-seven. Uh. All right, so UJ, who's your roar of the week? No, my roar of the week is uh, also Sam Laporta. How about that? Ah, uh, what copycat? No, I know. I, I you stole my thunder. And I'm sorry, but I, were you I, looking at my homework? I was thinking the same were you thing. Looking at my too, homework the other day, I think Laporta is going to go off in this game, and uh, I say he gets 100 yards and uh, at least one touchdown and at least wow. four first down catches for to keep drives going. At least four. Four. So uh, yeah. I think he's just going to have a great game, and Goff's going to be looking for him a lot. Uh, yeah, he's definitely All my right. roar of the week. Yeah, so Bob is yeah. Jameer Gibbs is his roar of the week. He didn't give any context to it, but I think he just thinks that it's his time to shine. Uh, we're waiting for him to break out that first big run, that first big catch. I think we're going to see it this week. Uh, or he, he does, man. Well, I think we all do. Um, my... Yes, yes. Uh, my roar of the week is going to be Cam Sutton. I think Ooh. he gets an interception Ooh. in this game that's going to turn this around. Like I mentioned, I think the Lions are going to play a lot more man defense because they're going to have the little of the box, and that's going to have Cam Sutton at least getting one pick in this game. Uh, 
and it's going to be an, an impactful. I think it's going to happen in the first half too. Actually, I'm feeling second quarter. You know, get the bearings a little bit. Uh, but I do think Cam Sutton's going to come up with a pick in this game, uh, and it's going to set the precedence for the rest of the game after that. Uh, so, uh, Cam Sutton, by the way, I think he's playing very well uh, this season so far. A good signing, uh, nonetheless. Those are our yeah. I like Cam. Wait, producer, good day. Who's your roar of the week? My my roar of the week is um uh, I have to say I'm Amon Ra. He's gonna get a he's gonna get like seven catches for like a hundred yards and a touchdown. Justin, I want to hear your roar though. Roar, my roar of the week. <laughs> okay, thanks, we, we producer Kitchen. Amon Ra St. Brown. All right, so there you have it: three for Laporta, one for Gibbs, and one for Cam Sutton. You there you have it. Now we're gonna get to our ever famous predictions that's right our ever famous predictions connor what's your prediction i think it's going to be a relatively close game uh i i think there's going to be some struggles early on with the line but i think they're going to figure it out in the second quarter early in the second quarter and i think golf's going to have another good game i think sam laporta is going to catch two touchdowns and i think gibbs is going to rush for another my prediction is 24-17 Lions. Ooh. Um, Close-ish? Close-ish. Yeah, close-ish, but I think within eight minutes left of the fourth, it's going to be pretty clear that the Lions got it wrapped up. My prediction. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So It's going to be a tight battle, though. Tight battle. What you're I think so. I think it will be. All right, the over-under is 46 and a half. I forgot the under uh, for Vegas. So that would be over. Like, no, that'd be under. 24-17. Yeah. Under. That's 41 points. That's quick maths. <laughs> um, UJ, first give us Red Dog's prediction, and then okay. give us UJ's prediction. Red Dog, who couldn't be here, did send yeah, his predictions in. And, he had a close uh, one. Yeah, it's it, it's one of his closer ones in <laughs> recent memory. Lions 54, Falcons 3. All right, UJ. What's your right. prediction? Well, I drank a bad batch of Kool-Aid last week, and uh I'm it was sorry. really heartbreaking and uh, heartburning. Oh no, all that okay, stuff. Okay, so, man, uh, I'm a little more I'm a little more tempered this week, and uh, I I think uh, the Falcons are going to get there a few scores here, but I think I think we're going to pull this game out, thirty one to twenty four, mm. and I think the diff the real difference in the game is going to be Jared Goff against Desmond Ritter. I think mm. Jared Goff is going to prove to be the better quarterback in this game, and he's going to. He's going to basically carry this team with his consistent play. And uh, I think, yeah, I think uh, I think that's the difference in this game. Uh, one touchdown, but hey, might as well be 10 touchdowns. It doesn't matter. We get the win. 31-24, baby. Wow. So, I mean, you still don't have faith in our defense to kind of, I mean, they get the job done here, but 24 points. Uh, do you consider that a good job or is it it's still going to be a rough game for them then in that perspective? Well, they're going to have some struggles and kind of like Connor said, I think this week they will adjust a little better this week. They, they failed to adjust well last week. I thought I, well, that's, that's maybe overstating it a little bit. Cause in that fourth quarter, actually they did make a key stop and uh, the Lions came back from 10 down. Uh, so maybe I'm being too hard on them, but I mean, the Falcons will score some points, but I think 31 to 24 is fair. And I think that would be a good performance by our defense. Even with Hutch's scoop and score, I mean, yeah, it's going to be great. So 
We're going to win. Right, well, what the hell? <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. I love it. I love it. Um, so I think uh, the fact that both these, I think both these teams are going to try to, especially the Falcons, are going to try to grind it out on the ground. Uh, I think that's going to lead to slightly, I, I think that's why this over-under is uh, a little shorter than you have seen for Lions games recently in the 50s. Uh, so I'm going to go 24-20, a victory for the Lions here at home. Uh, it will be hard fought. Uh, I think the Lions take a early fourth quarter lead and don't relinquish it. Uh, 24 to 20. Uh, that, of course, includes a Cam Sun interception at some point. Uh, I do think Josh Reynolds gets another touchdown this week. Um, I think Jameer Gibbs gets his first as well uh, in his second home game. Um, and I haven't decided who gets the third touchdown. Uh, obviously, a field goal thrown in there. Uh, who do I think? We already know. It's Laporta. Laporta is going to get Of course, get you got to have a Laporta touchdown. Yeah. You have to. Your hands are tied. You have to predict. <laughs> Definitely. So there you go, 24-20. And I forgot to mention, uh, Bob's prediction is 38-17. Wow. Lions. Wow. I just ran the numbers. I think we all predicted a Lions win there. What? Really? Wait, 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 wait. wait, there's one more, Connor. Producer Kid Who J. Asked? Oh, Kid J. Really don't quick, spoil prediction. it now. My uh, my prediction is that the Lions are going to uh, yes. win 31 uh, My math bill checks out. Let's go. Riley Patterson yeah. with a clutch field goal. Ford field. <laughs> yep. Ford field overs are hot. Yes, hot, they hot. are. Yes, they are. That's but, true. You know that air conditioning is always on to blow the field goals just a little bit to the left. Uh, so, all right. There, every time. You have it. There you have it. Everybody. Now, Connor. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's seven predictions. Yeah. Oh, we got a lot. All Lions victories. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this Vegas Lions way off of three. Way off. I mean, totally. <laughs> it, was, it was unfortunately correct last week, but <laughs> they're wrong now. <laughs> they can, Imagine know. if we controlled the betting lines. Like, <laughs> well, if Rudd Dog controlled it, it'd be the lot. I mean, they, I'd be out of business in a week. Under. <laughs> <laughs> Rudd Dog would set the God. line at 40. And everybody did making free money. Just, just take the spread for the other team every week, and you're guaranteed to be rich. All right. As long as they don't lose by 60, you'll make your money. <laughs> so thank you to sidelinereport.com for hosting the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid or Twitter at Drinking Lions. That they should follow us on there. And I think they should try to give us their predictions for the game as well. Um, DM us or maybe we'll share a screenshot of the prediction or we'll put up like a, an image and comment below of the prediction. Uh, we'll see, but definitely follow us on there. Uh, Instagram or Twitter or slash X, whatever they call it these days. Um, thank you to our producer, Kid J. Kid J. Thank you to our producer, Kid J, for hosting the podcast. Always greatly appreciate everything that he does. Um, and Spotify, Apple, we're going to podcast. Please download. Please subscribe and please leave a review. That's always greatly appreciated. Am I missing anything else? I hope not, because I have nothing else I can think of. So I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast today. May you have a great and glorious and lovely and eventful weekend ahead. Uh, we hope you enjoy your Sunday, especially between noon and three or one and four or 11 and two or 10 and one, whatever time zone you're in. 
those are the three hour time windows for the four uh time zones in the united states not including hawaii i'm getting way too into it okay uh so just... way to dog our hawaiian <laughs> listeners like that yeah, wow. Big D. wow i just I'm don't sorry, know how many hours behind us so i can't do it on the top of my head i think it's six we wear honolulu blue so i guess What's 6 a.m to 9 a.m right. in hawaii i hope you enjoy your time yeah we do wear one of yeah i wasn't disagree i wasn't disrespecting i just couldn't think of how far back in time they were uh, we're gonna go six hours but anyways okay <sighs> so let's wrap it up thank you everybody for listening thank you to our listeners we greatly appreciate you the most and we'll be back sunday night with our instant reactions to a lion's victory over the falcons uh presumed lion's victory over the falcons and we'll be talking about week four where the Lions are trailing to Lambeau. But right now, it's all about Sunday. It's all about a Lions victory in Ford Field. Got to protect that home turf. None, no more of these silly losses at home. Uh, don't turn over the ball, Lions. Keep it in our hands. So, yes. I, uh, uh, do you think uh, Montgomery is going around uh, to practice at home? With Have you ever seen uh, the program, the movie, the program where yeah. the running back carries the ball around campus and everybody's trying to take it from him. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I hope he's doing the same thing this week. No fumbles. Even if uh, somebody misses their block, you still can't fumble. The ball. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, as always, go! 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 Down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go. Go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.